Hello and welcome to Subcultured, a podcast exploring subcultures from around the world. I'm your coven host, Jake Brennan, and I'm joined today by fellow familiars, Joanna Graham. Hello. Benjamin Hymans. <laughs> and Jake about it. Gotta get slunky every time. Hi guys, I'm excited about this one. Hey. Oh, hey. Dang it, is this what we're doing now? Puns? I didn't even do one, I just said hello. Maybe that's just how witches say hello. I thought they just cackled. It, you said hello, but what we couldn't see was in fact that there's a child boiling in a cauldron behind you. Yeah. It's an audio podcast and some of the jokes don't quite carry across, but if you're there in person, <laughs> you know, perfect. Yeah, crime is being committed for the bit. We need people to know this. So speaking about witches, uh, what's everyone's favourite witch? I mean, if you had to pick one. I was always a fan of the witches movie from like way back when. Ooh. But I think that's primarily because he had that really badass Lego set at the end. I mean, the rest of the movie was okay, but that was cool. Having the like Lego train that goes through the entire house, through little mouse holes in the ceiling. The witches on that were well scary. Oh yeah. Very evil. It was the melting skin that really upset Mm. me as a child. I do remember as a child being quite upset by the uh, right at the start when the child gets put in a painting. Oh god, yeah! Jeez. What about you, Joe? What's your favourite witch? My favourite witch is Samantha from Bewitched, the 60s series. I'm a huge fan of the show. I grew up watching it and I still occasionally watch it as an adult. I just, it's really like ham-fisted and hokey and really old-fashioned and dated but it's just like really comforting for me and i always wanted to be samantha and wiggle my nose and be able to do magic spells i mean don't we all yeah jeffs what about you you know i'm gonna go for a blast for the past as well i'm gonna say salem the cat from sabina the teenage witch the <laughs> 90s to what 2000s He's not show? a witch he is though he was he was like a, a Che Guevara figure and he got turned into a cat Ah, well, according to the Sabrina the Teenage Witch fandom wiki, oh. uh, he is a 500-year-old witch. Wow, okay. Oh, there, we go. there we go. But I'm very sure that in the more recent shows, a warlock was... Oh, in the recent show, he was a demon. Yeah, he's he's uh, just a demon familiar in the recent show. No voice, That's which is a shame, because I, I think... I never really watched the old Spring of a Teenage Witch, but my older sister did a lot. And I remember Salem being the, the sort of saving grace of that show for me being forced to watch it. Oh yeah, he's the best bit. Anyway, I'm asking that because, as you've obviously guessed, today's episode we're looking at the subculture of witches. Woo! Isn't that ghosts? It is. <laughs> uh, woo. I've got to really like push the boundaries of my spookiness. <laughs> I think you need to practice your witchy cackle. Yeah, <laughs> that's much. That's better. much that's, better that's than great. my one as well. Yeah. Oh, I love please. it. Love it. Sad. Ben, give us your witchy cackle. Well, I did it at the start. I almost. Let me see if I can do a better one. <laughs> no, my voice just can't do it. Do you want me to try? Yes. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> now. That's unfair, because we already know Joe is already a witch. Yeah, that's true. So I kind of feel this is like some scrub lord guys and like the big leagues Joe over here with a <laughs> fancy cackling. <laughs> anyway, I bring it up because, yes, today's subculture is witches. And today, Ben, you're going to be our expert on all things cackly and witchy, and I need way more insight on this. I really do feel like sometimes I wish we could just put quotation marks around the audio when you say expert but let me tell you about witches now everyone's got this old school idea of what a witch is you know they're primarily women 
which of course is the most evil gender. I've been told that by a man, so it must be true. It's in the Bible. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Someone wrote it down. Can't be wrong if it's written down. In Western culture, typically pointy black hats, cats, warts, uh, usually quite old, haggish, that sort of thing. Although sometimes, you know, you get the sexy witches on uh, Halloween. Love the sexy witch. Mm-hmm. Love the sexy witches. And primarily they're associated with the use of black magic, which is a fairly ambiguous term, it turns out. But across the world as well, because that's very much of a Western culture. You see witchcraft or things that resemble it, and things that people quite happily accept under that umbrella term of witchcraft, like voodoo, shamans in India, mm. lots of other similar practices. In fact, in Japan, there's a special type of witchcraft where you can convince a fox to work for you, because, as we all know, foxes can turn invisible. What? That's so cool! Didn't people already know this? <laughs> Common knowledge. I learned yeah. it from um, Pompoko, mm. I think. What a great film that is. So yeah, many raccoon testicles. <laughs> I have no uh. idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a Studio Ghibli film that follows the lives of a clan of raccoons. In Japanese culture, apparently raccoons and foxes are the two great tricksters. Right. Um, raccoons are shapeshifters and foxes can turn invisible. It's a great little animated show where they basically try and integrate with a uh, evolving world and as industry sort of reclaims the land. And for some reason, they decided that they would draw the testicles on every single raccoon. Why wouldn't you? Well, that was a nice little wonderful segue. <laughs> now that we've got all the men balls out of the way, let's talk about witchy women. The raccoon scrotum could be a very big part of some witchy women's lives, so don't discriminate, Jake. I feel that's almost like a really key ingredient in some way. Oh, it probably is for some people. But yeah, again, just going back, like we have a lot of sort of historical stories about witches, especially coming from a Western perspective. There's a lot of things like the Pendle uh, witch trials where um, people were accused of being witches and they you know, had sort of sham trials where kids were clearly given scripts to dob in their family members because they were worried about the punishment come their way. All sorts of terrible things, Salem witch trials and, and that sort of thing. All really negative stuff. Pretty much a really shitty time. Is the West the only sort of place then that generally saw witches as bad things? It seems like the other cultures you mentioned seem to see witchcraft as much more of a positive. Yeah, so in Japan, for example, it kind of almost fits a lot closer with this concept of Shinto, where pretty much everything could be a spirit of a god in some way. So, like, look at Spirited Away, the animated film, which is a great sort of gateway for Western culture to sort of experience it, where, you know, you've got the river spirits, you've got spirits of a forest, you've got spirits of a land, spirits of different things all sort of coming together. They sort of say there's, I think, eight million gods or something like that. Huh. Awful lot of them. So when you start taking sort of that sort of concept and going, well, okay, so I want to pray to this specific god because that's a river runs by my house, so I'm going to make little offerings and give it direct to him. There's no sort of centralised organisation thing. It's, it's you interpreting how you should make your spirits happy. And by doing those little rituals, you're very much taking on an almost witchcraft type of aspect of things. In fact, mm. uh, I did read somewhere that it's very difficult to find someone who can proclaim themselves as someone who performs witchcraft in Japan because... When you start talking about what it is they do, they're just like, oh, no, yeah, I, I do that. That's just part of Shinto. Oh. That's really cool. Really, really nice. It's really cool. But then you do have some bad apples in uh, some other parts of the world. There's some practices of witchcraft that actually lead to, unfortunately, some types of genocide. Genocide? I know. Enough people sort of believe that the example I found was that people who are born with albinoism, they have something wrong with them that is caused by some kind of magical gland or something like that. So oh, they want to sad. kill the person and take the magic. Jesus. Wow. So, uh, you know, it goes both ways. Sometimes it's really nice, sometimes it's really not. 
but taking a more realistic approach, in a sort of modern day Western culture, witches are uh, making a bit of a comeback into into the spotlight and going oh. about their sort of business day to day. Now, I could understand that there's a lot more witchy shows, there's a lot more empowerment behind it. I mean, they remade Sabrina for some reason, which was cool. <laughs> but you say business. How? There's a couple of different ways that people are getting into it. And some of it seems a bit sort of sketchy, but you kind of get back with anything. So a lot of witches in modern day are doing it out of genuine belief that, you know, they're helping, they're healing people. They'll do it for free. They'll just practice it as a religion. Then you get the next step up, which is opening witchcraft stores where you actually go and organize a place to sell your witchcraft goods to either other witches or people who want access to these sorts of things. You, of course, have people who perform witchcraft for the media, for TV. Same sort of thing you get with Ghost Hunters. It's less about performing good and more about the spectacle of it, which always makes you a bit concerned. I was going to ask, since we touched on this in Ghost Hunters, of people that are kind of phonies and not doing the subculture Mm. justice, is that a common thing that happens? I wouldn't say it's quite as common as Ghost Hunters. It's definitely not quite as mainstream yet. You know, there's not any sort of suspense or drama in it where as ghost hunters you can build that quite easily mm. so i think it's, it's probably less popular for that sort of reason i have a question how do you define a witch Ooh. how do you define a witch what is a witch what is a witch so witchcraft itself is actually quite a vague umbrella term you've got paganism and you've got wiccans and those are both sort of quite frequently related to witchcraft but in, in a general sense, it's connection to natural elements, to the spirits and gods of the world who might be all around you. It's, it's kind of about expressing your spirituality in a way that um, connects you with nature, connects you with the world. And it's quite often taking practical steps. So in a lot of religions, you'll sort of connect your spirituality by silent prayer, by re- reciting hymns and stuff like that. Whereas in witchcraft, there's quite often a very practical aspect of burning incense, performing more involved rituals like you know reading tarot things like that observing things around you it's a really interesting way of sort of interpreting it where it is all about spirituality but you're doing things to sort of influence it and actually get involved whereas other sort of spirituality beliefs might just have you quietly say something in your head so does that mean that jesus was a witch Ooh. now that's an interesting one because jesus was jewish And there's actually a long-standing history of certain religions implementing parts of what would be considered witchcraft into their religion. They're not the only religion that do it, but there's apparently, and I've got some Jewish heritage, so I'm learning this new, and it makes me feel like someone uh, who's not really learned his heritage not knowing this. um, (laughs) Shame! Shame! I know, right? But apparently in, in the Jewish religion, there's small spells and things you can do that rabbis perform. They're almost seen as magicians in a way. It's like a type of magic they do. That's very similar to what you kind of expect from witchcraft. Yeah. Mm. And in the sort of Catholic religion as well, there's a lot of things they do that borrow from witchcraft or, or almost take really? entirely. Because I was thinking like Christianity and like especially Catholicism, I was thinking is like almost inherently anti-witchcraft mm. because they oh, yeah. associate yeah. it with Satanism, don't they? Yeah, but then you sort of start to consider they're taking items, trinkets, and putting sort of spiritual power into it. Like the uh, rosaries that you might have on you, you'll take it out and hold it, and you'll have some kind of physical interaction with it. You'll put a reef thing. You know, it's taking part of nature and displaying it. And, of course, you've got Christmas, which everyone knows is like mm. the whole, oh, yeah, you, you stole that from paganism because mm. of the winter solstice. And I'm guessing what? Communion as well, you could argue, is kind of witchy, because mm. it's like transforming person into food yeah you're sort of oh yeah 
interpreting their spirit as being in this physical object and then ingesting that object to not gain his power, I suppose. It depends <laughs> on how you do it. But as, as a ritual, very witchcrafty. Mm, yeah. huh. We're all going to get burned as heretics now. It almost sort of feels like there's a point in history where New Testament was like, okay, hard reset, this is what it all is about. But I'm kind of seeing a lot of people now leaning back towards spirituality, which may tie into what you were saying about witchism going back to it, where it is the spirituality, the belief, but not being tied to this is the only thing you can worship, only this. It looks more widespread. Considering there are so many variations of it as well, because literally to be performing witchcraft, you need to have a ritual that you do, and it needs to be dedicated to something in your life that maybe controls something. Hmm. In essence, pretty much anything could be described as witchcraft if you believe in it enough. And because of this, it's always been pretty much primed to take off. Like Even down to taking a very modern solution, you know, you've maybe got a kettle that doesn't turn on half the time, it's really annoying. Maybe you just think to yourself, you know, God damn it, Kettle, I really, I really wish you would just behave this once. And you start thinking that every single time as you, you maybe unplug it, plug it, and you come up with a little physical ritual of doing it. That's almost witchcraft. So it's very much people are on the edge of this sort of thing. It's a very cathartic thing to do. You know, it's, it's very relaxing to be involved and interact with something in that sort of way where you're trying to influence it spiritually. Speaking of belief, this might be a... A strange question, but do they actually believe that these spells are going to work or these rituals are going to work? Again, it's quite a vague sort of concept because there's so many different ways of believing mm. in it. You get a lot of different opinions of this. Right down from the people who think that by performing their rituals, by making sure they're dedicating things to their chosen spirits and deities, that subtle influences might happen to make their day a bit better. You know, they're very, okay. uh, very sort of down to earth, you know, this may or may not happen, but it can't hurt to try and influence it in some way. You go from that to people who start believing that they actually have magic, they can influence things by sheer force of will. Very difficult to find anyone who can actually demonstrate this. One of the videos <laughs> I saw was of a woman who's saying if she wanted to, she could make herself invisible to a person just by making herself not want to project to that person in their mind. Okay. No demonstration of that, but if that's what she believes, then... Yeah, I have a boyfriend. You haven't met him. He lives in Canada. But he exists. He's real. He's 18. Yeah, you go from that to sort of right up to people saying they can pretty much influence anything they want, if you give them enough money. And oh, I did have, course, a, have, a, have a quick oh. look online on what you can do, and uh, I went to the uh, good old website Fiverr, had a quick look on there, and you can actually just pay people to cast spells on your behalf, people who claim they're real witches. And of course, this goes from rates of anywhere between sort of five pounds up to uh, the most expensive one I found was four hundred pounds. Whoa! Four hundred pounds, and he will sacrifice a chicken to whatever cause you need and, and cast a powerful spell. Wow! Damn. I'm down with that. That's making some good bank. I've heard of that before. The whole slaughtering a chicken for good luck thing. Yeah, it's, it kind of goes back to one of those nature rituals with the whole concept of like return to the earth, life and death. Again, it depends on the kind of witchcraft you subscribe to. There's cast of shamans in India who um, very much believe that a dead body is the gateway between life and death. It was alive, now it's dead. Mm. Yeah. And they've got some very interesting rituals that come around dead bodies, and freshly dead body is an open gateway, so perfect time to commune with the spirit world and do your prayers and stuff like that. And they'll quite often hang around cremation sites and things like that and... Uh, Dance some people's ashes and uh, that sort of thing, which is a little bit concerning. Luckily, from what I read, it's actually against their religious practice to kill someone. (laughs) They're they're not going to go and make their own fresh corpses, but um, if you were to drop dead next to one of them, they very well may uh, be all up in your business before you know it. (laughs) Dang. 
I guess that's using everything recycling, kind of. Make the best of a bad situation. I'm pretty sure I've done witchcraft. I'm not surprised. <laughs> like, accidentally, or...? No, intentionally. There was a girl I went to school with who I always suspected was a witch, because we listened to a lot of Tenacious D at her house. <laughs> okay. Classic witch rock. Yeah, she always wore black. And I went to her house once, and she was like, do you want to cast a spell? And I was like, mm, okay, yeah, sure. Ooh. And we lit these candles, and we like... I can't remember what we did, really. We wrote on our arms or something, and a pen... And it was also like, get boys to like us. Okay. And then we had to like melt the candle on our skin. <laughs> it was like part of the spell. Okay. That does very much sound like you were taking part in some witchcraft. Act. Yeah. She was really well educated. Like knowing her, I think she would have done her research and like mm. done it properly. <laughs> okay. Can I ask though, did it actually work or? I think it did actually work. Yeah. I don't know Dang. if it was because of the witchcraft though. I don't know. I was going to say, is it more of like a, a self-belief thing? Like, I've yeah. done this spell, so now I'm more confident. Psychosomatic. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I also just got distracted. I found a article which is, Poo Wizard smears it on his own face in campaign to make men love their bones. Oh. Wait, what? Wow. I like the subclass of Poo Wizard. That should be in <laughs> D&D. I like it. Poo Wizard, the yeah. subclass. But of course, this is a wizard, though, not a witch. <laughs> That's true. Someone has to describe this for the audio medium. It is a man who, he's called into the Pooh Wizard, but obviously with it being really, it's actually probably more Warlock akin. He is, from what I can tell, naked, I assume. He's in his bathroom, hair tied up in a bun. Looks like he'd probably be quite long otherwise, a little bit of facial hair. And uh, across his cheekbones and from the bridge of his nose up to his forehead, he has smeared three long lines of what I can only assume is Nutella. No, no. Human Nutella, perhaps. Okay. He says, I believe the anus has been ignored or associated with male homosexuality rather than acknowledged as a plug socket. A plug socket! (laughs) I was so into this up until, I mean, I lost me at the poo, but that, what? And like, even if you want to celebrate your anus, great, fine. Don't smear shit on your face. Mm, Don't take pictures of it. (laughs) <laughs> it's a picture of him holding up the drawing he's done of, of shit and it's all over his caked on his hands and it's on his face and you just know it's getting in his beard and he's a motivational coach that's his job can you imagine being motivated by this man covered in shit to be honest it would motivate me to leave yeah. so <laughs> that's something now I just I just want to take him you're being very oh. judgmental of this man's freedom to express his spirituality in ways that he sees fit, and that is to worship his own anus in his own rituals and ways. That's fine. I just don't want the Mirror to write an article about it and also include several pictures of his shit on his face. To be fair, that's what we get for reading the Mirror. (laughs) Why did we expect any less? Power to him and loving thy anus. Because anuses are just the best. Please don't rub shit on your face. Please don't no, do that. Please. Don't. please. Yeah, we can't advocate if there's that. one thing you learn from this podcast, please let it be <laughs> not to smear poo on your face. If you do feel like it will really benefit you spiritually, though, just make sure you do it in a safe environment. Try not to get it in the eyes or mouth. Oh, God. So, do witches do stuff with poo? Because I know a lot of witches do stuff with periods. (laughs) I remember there was a blog that went viral in, like, 2005 of a witch who would, like, paint witchy paintings in, like, period blood. Okay. 
Mm. I don't want to say yes or no to your question. I'm sure there are... Well, Some. we've seen Mr. Mm. Pooh Wizard here. Yeah. But the, the whole period thing is probably like a, a kind of more spiritual concept because it's a whole monthly cycle that goes with the moon and the tides and things like that. And It's tied to life. Yeah, there's a lot of precedence mm. there for, for linking it to natural cycles and life itself. So yeah. I, I can see why that is definitely seen as more a spiritual thing. But, I mean, you got to love your anus as well, man. <laughs> but like you're not gonna cause like a massive stomach bug to like you and your loved ones if you smear period blood on your face the worst you'll get is like you have to clean it off afterwards that's kind of annoying but like rubbing poo on your face that's a really <laughs> bad idea i like his point i like the fact that you know i think mem's bums have fallen under societal shame because of homophobic values yeah i agree with him i just don't think the solution is to rub poo on your face mm, does that make yeah. me a prude do the poo art that's fine <laughs> just don't post it on your face poo art's probably quite dull because it's all one color oh let's not get i'm gonna take the... well you know what we're taking a pit stop because i know where this is heading poo break poo break Let's smear it on our faces. We're hey! all going to come back with a healthy mud face mask. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Hey. Hey. It's me. You're probably wondering what's going on. Where's everyone else? Don't worry about everyone else. Just you and me right now. You know, we've had some really cool stuff about witches, but right now, it's about you and me doing a proper bit of promotion about all the additional things going on with subculture. Because did you know, despite that we've been running for a damn year, that I've never mentioned that we have a social media account. I know. Pretty weird. But you can find us on Instagram and Twitter, where we post some shit about memes and opinions on things, which are also just memes. And we've got a pretty wicked Instagram account. I don't know what happens on there. I'm not in control of it. But trust me, it's proper good. And did you know, you can find Subcultured on a whole magnitude of different podcast platforms, except for Google, because who the fuck listens to podcasts on Google? Sorry if you listen to podcasts on Google, we never got around to making it. Hey, and did you know, we're part of a network, because we're hard. That's right, we're part of a, a really tough, fucking hard network of other podcasts called Podcrabs at www.podcrabs.com. Go give it a look-see. Not like now. After this, after listening to Subcultured, go look at them. Because you'll get other great podcasts like The Attitude Era and How To Wrestling. And other things that I forgot to mention because I didn't write it down in the script. I'm just winging it. We're all just winging it, really. So yeah, give them a look-see. And then whilst you're at it, go have a look at some of our older episodes. Look at Juggalos. Look at Vore. We talk about some really disgusting shit in that episode. I can't believe that was the first episode we had out there. Hey, hey, we gotta go. I'm gonna get late for the bus and I've let this drag on way too long. Alright, cool. See you. Bye, bye, bye. Well, that was fun. I'm so glad that we never have to visit that subject ever again. <laughs> Touch wood. Touch poo. Touch... No. <laughs> no. Stop it. Stop it. Segway, segway. Someone quick. Go, 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 go. Okay, I've got one. <laughs> it's less fun than poo on your face. <laughs> <laughs> what could be more fun than poo? Everything's going to be less fun than poo, so... I came across during the toilet break an article about how witches are actually problematic. What? What nonsense is this? So, apparently, many historians are agreed on the fact that the origins of the stereotypical Western witch costume, as in, like, with the hooked nose and the hat and all the black clothes and everything, is oh, steeped in anti-Semitism. 
Because Jewish people in Europe since the 1200s have been persecuted and discriminated against via their appearance and dress and forced to wear special garments, including badges, belts and hats. Ah. That were implemented over time to form the basis of the witch costume we know today. And of course, then there's the anti-Semitic stereotype of hooked noses being synonymous with witchcraft. And also, Jewish people were often cited as stealing children and poisoning people. Jesus. I didn't know any of this. The second you mentioned that those magic elements in the Jewish faith, I did generally think, I reckon someone took that the real wrong way. Oh, God. Looking at it, it's a very almost incredibly offensive Stereotype. Yeah, I hadn't really come across this in my sort of origins of the Hollywood witch. So, uh, but it does kind of add up. So, what, what I've found is that a lot of people think that the sort of stereotype and the, the evilness came about from just generally being outcast, which would kind mm. of fit with the sort of historical anti-Semitic beliefs. Yeah, the sort of hag outside of town being that one lone person who is of a different religion to you. Yeah. And so they're shunned, so they end up living on the outside of town with not really many social contacts, so they might end up a bit weird. And that's where the sort of the hag aspect comes from. Huh. Mm. But yeah, that would probably also play in with the theory from these historians as well. Well, Hollywood. I just kept thinking about like, you know, I mentioned I love Bewitched. There's an episode mm-hmm. in the 60s TV show Bewitched where Samantha the Witch ends up in a... Her husband basically is Don Draper. Basically, okay. he works in advertising. He's in the same like era and everything. And, kind of an asshole. Yeah, and he has to come up with a design for a modern witch, and he comes up with the whole like hook nose, green skin type thing. And Samantha comes in, and she's all like, "That's offensive to witches." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they joke, but it's real. It's just like almost, almost getting the point, and then being like, "Ah, no." Uh, but I get to laugh at that, so I'm going to enjoy this <laughs> and all my little gollywog sketches I've got back here too. Because oh, back then that was just the. You've all watched Mad Men. You know what was considered funny Ugh. at that era. It's really interesting to kind of flag that though that the classic witch look is probably an incredibly offensive stereotype. It's just far enough away that no one's really noticed. Mm. Yeah, we just accept it as, oh, classic witches has to be green and a big nose and gang. Probably the green that does it. If it wasn't green, then you definitely actually start to go, oh, hang on a second. That's, that's, just, that's yeah, just making yeah. fun of someone who's a person with a big nose, and that's not okay. Yeah. That's not okay. But if they're green, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Racism, guys. And again, a lot of the sort of historical um, stigma that comes with being a witch does come from just the fact that they're different and go back any amount of time and. Everyone is always the same. Different is bad, so let's persecute it in some way. Mm. And because they were the minority, you know, history is written by the victors, yeah. they become the bad guys. Is tarot seen as witchcraft? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think my dad's a witch. Because it's, it's um, you know, you're using your ritual of using the cards to commune with the spirits to learn information, which is a type of power. He used to be a professional tarot card reader by the name of Wicker. Nice. So I think he's a witch. I think my dad's a witch. Dang. Also, he refused to read my tarot cards because he said if he read them, it would predetermine my future and curse oh. me. And I was like, Dad, you're being ridiculous. You don't have magic powers. And he was like, I'm not doing it. Either way, I'm not doing it. I'm not taking that risk. I'm not going to ruin your life with my power. What if you found the death card? Then he'd know. And that would just be the worst thing. <laughs> what if you found the poo wizard card? <gasps> the poo That's wizard the card. One. The classic Oh my card. God. Maybe he did read it and he saw your future as becoming oh the no, next poo wizard. wizard. He's trying to protect mm. you. Oh no. <laughs> I'm not going to become the poo wizard. Plus it's not empowering for me. I'm not a man. My anus isn't like, I don't know, a shameful thing. 
Now, as, as we all know, the female anus is a beautiful flower. <laughs> Everyone loves my anus. <laughs> <laughs> Does this mean, Joe, that you can officially put on your Twitter headline that you're a bitch of a witch? Bitch of a witch, hell yeah. Hashtag bitch of a witch. Or are you? Maybe the reason he's not done it is because you haven't assumed his powers. You know, you've, you've broken the lineage. Maybe the problem is you're a witchcraft normie. Oh, I oh, bet that's no. it. You don't want to be a normie. How many witches are there? Let's go back to the classic age-old question of how big is Can it take wells in a fight? That's what I've got written down here. It's difficult to say, because obviously there's, you know, you've got the sort of mainstream Wicca and Pagan. I say mainstream. The Wicca and Pagan witches who will put that down on the census. So we've got that data from America, which is about Mm. 0.4% of Americans, which is about 1.5 million people. Okay. But that's not taking that's into lot. account people who just practice witchcraft elements in their day-to-day without identifying as one of those two religions, because you can be a Catholic and still take on aspects of witchcraft in your day-to-day. Mm. Japan, again, if you're Japanese and you practice Shinto and that sort of thing, there's a lot of things in there that very much come across as sort of witchcraft rituals. And just even people that are doing it without even realising, most people have probably taken part in some kind of witchcraft and whatever another, whether they realised it or not. So, um... Quite a lot of witches out there, both for Wiccans and the Pagans, quite a sizable population. But as well as that, you know, in the UK, there's definitely yeah, generic druids who probably do fall under the Pagan banner, but um, maybe don't use that name themselves. But what's the difference between Wiccan and Pagan witches? So, in a short description, as, as I understand it, Paganism, a Pagan, is someone who very much follows a religion that focuses on nature itself, you know, the seasons, the moon, the sun, all that sort of thing. Uh, there's a lot of gods and goddesses in paganism. Paganism's very much a umbrella term, and Wicca is actually part of paganism, so a Wiccan is someone who is pagan and who practices witchcraft as part of it. Ah. So, actually, in this handy little list here I've got, so other paganistic-type religions, you've got Hinduism. There's a lot of Ooh. gods in there. Again, a lot of ceremonies, offerings, things like that. Shintoism, which we've talked about shamanism druidry many others so a pagan believes in both god and goddesses and everything's about balance much like nature itself huh you forgot the most important type of witch which are the penis snatching witches whoa what why are you bringing this up at the end of the episode i have an article here which is told as a beautiful story which was coincidentally published on my birthday so maybe there's something there going on ah. the penis snatching witches once upon a time a man lost his penis or rather an evil woman took his penis and stored it in a bird's nest, as you do, mm-hmm. as you do. Uh, along with a brood of other stolen members, which she fed with oats. That's generous. Wait, she, she, fed, she fed her brood of stolen penises with oats. Oh. Um, I, I suppose to fatten them up for whatever she was planning. Wait, I'm, I'm confused. Uh. Wait, she, she fed the people with penises oats? No, no, no. She took the penises off the people, stored all the penises in a single bird's nest together, like a, a little uh, brood of birds, Yeah, and, and outfed them. How do you feed a penis? Mm, where's it go? Yeah. I'm sure you've all seen, like, if you take your fingers and, like, just spread the, the hole at the end, it kind of looks like a little mouth on its side. Yeah, but it's it's not a mouth, though. Mm. It, I mean, no, it's... it's No, no, that's not how mouths <laughs> work, Ben. As somebody with a penis, I can confirm mine eats ravenously. It's oats. Well, right. would you like to hear how the story ends? Because eventually the man finds the witch. And she's actually quite, oh yeah, it's just a bear, mate. If you just climb up that tree, you can go eat your penis back. 
he tried to take a big one, and she stops him saying, no, that belongs to a priest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Did a priest make this story by any chance? <laughs> it's entirely possible. I mean, a, a lot of stories <laughs> did come from priests when you start talking this far back. Mm. I bet they were like, and it was a really handsome priest <laughs> too. The biggest there was, and it was so holy and brilliant. And he got it back, and he had lots of kids and a rocking wife with a killer rack. <laughs> the end. Hashtag love God. Anyway, on that very spooky and eye-opening article, we'll call it there. And what absolute wonderful subculture this has been. Thank you for all for taking the time to endure poo witches and, and all the other horrors that we put ourselves through. And we are the Subcultured Board of Tourism, and we apologise for this absolutely incredibly atrocious message. <laughs> Thought you'd seen the last of me? Not bloody likely, you swines. You can find more from the ragtag bunch of hooligans by searching Subcultured Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Plus, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to Subcultured on your podcast platform of choice. Subcultured is part of the Podcrabs Network at www.podcrabs.com. It is well good. I did a poo once and it made me sick. <laughs> Let the smell. <laughs> it made me actually throw up. <laughs>